a podcast called Jay is for Justice. I think they're just hopeful that she returns no matter what. Is oh my from- God, that's Megan's house. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then. Wait a second, you guys. We but- have breaking news. All of a sudden in the chat, there was breaking news that there was a raid going on in Houston, Texas. Um, it, says it may be connected to a high profile case. That's her best friend. <gasps> All right. Well, the man we see on the screen is none other than Anthony Tote. Is that how you say their last name? Tote? Toad. Like to- toad with a t at the end. Toad. <laughs> at least that's, I can't that's how the sheriff that. said it today. I can't even yeah, say it. Yeah, toad. <laughs> I can't do that. So to- <laughs> toad. I'm just going to call him Aunt Tony Toad. There we so, go. All right. So Tony Toad, because I can't even go Toad. All right. So I'm gonna... <laughs> it's, it's a it's an unusual name. It's weird. It's missing an ending. Um. So anyway, that's Anthony, aka Tony, um, who was married to Megan, and they have three children. Right. What are their boys' names? Yes. Alec. Alec is one of the boys. Is it Alec or Alex? I don't remember. It's Alec it was... with a K. Oh, Alec. Alec. Oh, with a K. Okay. I was. Yeah, it's A-L-E-K. Okay. So they have three kids. Yes. Um, and he is accused of killing them all. Right. And, and, and their kids are 13, 11, and 4. 13, 11, and 4. And the 11 year old, his birthday was December 30th. And I don't know that he lived to see that birthday. So sad. Um, I'm going to share my screen for a second so you guys can get a picture. Or I'll just screenshot it. I have a couple pictures of the whole family and then another, or a picture of the whole family. And then also a picture of the mother, Megan. With the kids. You know, his mug up there is enough to make me nauseous. His looks look... Yeah, rather, I don't want... He looks a lot different than than I expected when I saw him, his perp walk today. Did you see that? I did. And I he seemed to have gained a lot of weight compared to the last pictures we have from Facebook that him and his wife had posted. Well, the one... Okay, so here I have a, I have them pulled up right now. Let's look at these real quick. So it's always nice to be able to picture people when you're when you're telling a story. Um, I believe this is this past Christmas on the left. Is it? I'm pretty sure um, the matching jammies. I, yes. Well, because the youngest, the little girl was four. Zoe was four, and that looks about right. Yeah. Yeah. Precious. Um, yeah. So here's the here's the kids and their mother, and that's when the little girl was a baby, obviously on the right side. Mm-hmm. And then they have the dog the there dog, too. It's like yeah, they're all there. The dog is in the corner. Um, so we do know that he not only took out the kids and his wife, but he also took care of the dog Breezy. Yeah, that's, that's Breezy in the picture. Yeah. So a lot has come to light since this all broke. Okay, so it was back in I think it was in December. 
Um, uh-huh. her, okay. So Megan and Tony are both physical therapists and they had their own. I, was she not? A yeah, I believe he, I think he is. And she ran the office. I, um, there was, I ran across a comment from somebody who was a patient of his saying that, you know, he was running appointments all day doing physical therapy and she like took care of all of the billing and office work. And even after oh, okay. I was they, under their the family moved to Florida. Oh, I was under the impression she was also a physical therapist. Okay. So he's a physical therapist, but he let his, his license run out in September, I believe of 2019. Right. And we, I also saw where his license was listed as having expired in 2007. So I don't know. He's had some issues in the past and we're going to, we're going to get into that. Um, But just the gist of it is, so this was in celebration, Florida, which used to be a Disney owned property. Um, They started a residential neighborhood there and then sold it off to private investors years ago. But it has like this stigma to it that it's, you know, kind of like a fantasy land. Like if you drive through there, it literally looks like maybe the set of a TV show or something. But this is where they were living. And this was one of many properties that they had. They were also... Well, I believe they rented this property. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I believe this was a rental and they owned other properties, though. In Connecticut, correct? Well, I think they have a condo literally around the corner from this property in Celebration. It's like a small two-bedroom, 1,300-square-foot condo. Um, I, Melissa B. is saying, read my comment, Jay. Okay, so the wife was a physical therapist, is what she's okay. trying to tell me, and that her license See, was Melissa, supposed to... Melissa, you should have been here. Exactly. Her <laughs> license was supposed to expire in February. So they were both physical therapists. Mm-hmm. Um. She has the numbers if she wants to call in. Okay, so they yes, were living yes. in this in celebration. They were renting a home. That was something newer for them. They had just moved right. down not too long ago. Um, but long story short, he killed them, and he kept them in the house for days. At least. I want to say a couple weeks. It was weeks, you know, because, well, because their family was requesting pictures at Christmas of the kids with the presents that were sent. And he said, <gasps> they're sleeping. Right. And that's so, right. so, you know, I don't think they were alive at Christmas. And so that's all the way back to almost three weeks. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay, so at the end of December is, is what what I'm being told. Gosh. The sheriff said the end of December, but that could be any time after the 15th, I would imagine, because I think the 15th actually is the last time the wife and children were physically seen by anybody else. And that was the, I want to say the piano recital or something for the oldest son, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to find... The last time they were heard from, I think. Let's see. I thought it was the 16th. There were some text messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, what I'm trying to find. With with the 
the dad, I believe there was a text message from Megan's phone to, I want to say like the music teacher or something saying that they were out of town and the kids would be back in lessons like yes. later or something. Yeah. But that very well could have come from Tony, not from Megan. Correct. You know, that's what I, I think. Thought. I did hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the kids names, I just found all of them is Alec, Tyler, and yes. Zoe. And then the Correct. dog breezy and the wife is Megan just to, Keep everything right. straight. So it says on Monday morning was when they were they served an arrest warrant, and that was when they encountered Anthony at the home and discovered the bodies. Right. And then. So this Let's is as here. of. Um, the 15th, which is today, that the bot, the remains have not been positively identified, but detectives believe them to be those of Todd's wife and children. And right. autopsies conducted Monday determined the cause of death to be homicide. Um, I read something today about how it happened. I just, I don't want to start rumors if it's not true. So have you seen uh -huh. any confirmation about the cause of death? Okay, I've seen rumor of, and, and this is pure, pure rumor because it was somebody commenting on Facebook saying that their ex-husband was involved in the removal of the bodies, but that it was, um, the weapon was a knife. That's what I had heard too, yeah, that they were yeah. stabbed. Mm-hmm. Did you have the timeline? Did you want to go through that? Yeah, yeah. And I sent that to you, too. Um, so if it says that... Um, so the first thing is that there was a family group when, that has been shut down that had thousands of people in it before... Um, before they were actually found. So, and I believe it was his sister that was running that and people that were in there had saved a lot of posts and, but they're now all completely deleted, but there's, you know, they couldn't delete all the thousands of people, I guess. Um, so a lot of this came from there. And I know the sister had said that Tony's car was at the airport in Connecticut and Megan's car was there in Florida. So, you know, the family had been looking for them for quite a while and had been, you know, like hunting down what was going on and requesting wellness checks. Um, and then there was, okay, so the recital was on December 14th where all of the family were seen. And then, so, and then one of the neighbors shortly after, possibly the next day said that they saw the family car had been loaded up, like they were gonna be going out on vacation. And, but they couldn't remember the exact date on that. Um, and then on December 20th, Megan texted a friend saying Merry Christmas. And that that was the last time anybody had heard from her. Um, however, you know, a text doesn't necessarily mean it came from her. Um, 
And then on Christmas, there was text messages from family that, that we discussed. They were asking for pictures and the Tony said, oh, they're asleep. They're sleeping. And so he never, you know, had any family in contact with his, with Megan or the kids um, since December 14th is, you know, 14th or 15th. The neighbor wasn't sure what, when they saw them loading up the vehicle. Hmm. And then on December 28th, there was eviction papers that they were, they were served there at their home that they were renting in the, in that community. Um, and then there was a text from Megan to the teacher that they were out of town and that they would begin classes after New Year's. And what date was that? We don't have a specific date on that. Um, but I want to say that I saw elsewhere that that was um, like the be- or like the very end of December or beginning of January. And then there was also a neighbor who they don't remember the date who remembered seeing Tony and Megan out walking the dog. And they noticed it because it was unusual that Tony never joined Megan on their dog walks or on her dog walks. And then January 6th, um, Facebook messages were being read, but not replied to. Mm. And then we also know that on that same day, Tony's phone was found, I believe it was at a Starbucks. And um, so they don't know, you know, what happened at that point. And there was no communication from them after that at all, from any of them, even Tony. And Tony and his son were also supposed to fly to Connecticut on the 7th. And of course, they didn't do that. And then we also know that Tony was seen in Connecticut on the 4th. And he was seen at a pizza parlor that he was a regular customer at. The waitress there recognized him and said he was definitely there. Interesting. Um, So we don't know what he went to Connecticut for, though. No, because none of his family saw him there. Like, none of his family even knew that he was in in the state because they have a lot of other family there. Weird. And, yeah. So that's a big question, Mark. What was he doing in Connecticut? Right. But he had mm-hmm. some he had some problems there. We found out he's being investigated in Connecticut. Um yeah, I think there was like a, a Medicare fraud or something like yeah, that. With, yep. He billed mm-hmm. for um tens of thousands of dollars of visits that never occurred. Okay. <clears throat> so it was on right. like um there was pediatric patients. I know there was like four of them. Uh-huh. And they were coming like two times a week, but he was billing for five. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, he, he said that was to keep up on all the personal loans, the high interest personal loans that he had taken. So this guy was in financial ruins. Right. And I know that there was a suit against him early last year. I want to say March of, you know, for loans that he owed on and was in significant arrears on. Um, and then on January 12th, um, there was some activity on Megan's Facebook where some of the pictures were taken down, um, or set to a higher, uh, they weren't 
things that were public were made private. Um, so it's like Tony was on her Facebook changing things. And then the very next day is when the police go to do the physical eviction because I guess they didn't leave within, I think the, um, the actual paper said they had five days to five business days to comply with this list of things that had to happen to, of why they shouldn't have to be evicted. And I guess they didn't do that. And so then the police showed up on January 13th, um, to force the eviction and then they smelled the bleach and then they realized that there had been concerns of wellness checks there and he was arrested on the spot. So they were actually there for another reason. It wasn't a well check on him. Uh, I do not believe it was a well check when they went on the 13th. There was a well check on December 29th that we heard about this morning. So they went for a well check on December 29th and, and there's, you know, they knocked on the door and nobody answered. So they just dismissed it because they didn't have any further reason to have a concern other than family members had said that um, the family had been sick and they hadn't heard from anybody in a few days. So, you know, so they show up and they smell, they just smell dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, there, you know, it had to be. Okay. So I also heard their, their power had been shut off that they had no oh, power. Did you? I hadn't heard that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, I think the landlord stated that in the eviction notice that the power okay. had been Let me shut go off. Back to the eviction. Yeah. I believe that's correct. And I was like, oh, I'm just thinking the Florida heat. Because it's been hot down here, like summer hot. I'm thinking the Florida heat and him living with these bodies for so, weeks. So, yeah, this is. Yeah, see, so I'm looking at this license verification for Anthony J. Todd, or Toad, <laughs> um, for his physical therapist license. And it says license status is null and void. Expiration date was. November 30th, 2007. And this is data as of January 12th, 2020. So that's interesting that, you know, I know that there's been information saying that his, you know, he he was in a 90 day period to combat some accusations. And after that 90 days, he wouldn't be able to continue practicing. But this says his license has been null and void since 2007. And this is straight from the licensing website. Um, I was looking for that eviction. Interesting. Paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you might want to pull up. If you pull up where this house is, you know, for people who are unfamiliar, it's literally, it's closer to, you know, Disney World than Disney Animal Kingdom. It's like right there. This is like... You can't get much more high end than than this. No, and that's you what know, I'm saying. You know, yeah. people are saying like, "Oh, you know, this was just the second home they were renting." Well, it, was the guy gambling? I don't know if he was gambling, but you know, the amount of money he was spending. I mean, rent right. alone on this house in celebration had to have been at least, I would say, twenty five hundred bucks a month, at least. 
I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was like four thousand a month. No, that wouldn't surprise kidding. me That's either. That's a huge house. Mm-hmm. That All was the a homes huge in house there are... in the most exclusive neighborhoods. All right, I'm going to pull why, it up when on you had all these Google. Yeah, pull it up. So if you have all these huge financial burdens looming over you, it, it, it almost seems like he was running away from the mounting problems in Connecticut, and they go down to Florida. They have this condo around the corner. Why are they spending the money to rent this huge home in this exclusive area? So they owned the condo? They owned the condo. That's what I saw. Do we know the address of that condo? I did have it. Let me see. Because maybe it's a condo where it wasn't really comfortable for them to live. A lot of the condos in the no, area. No, it wouldn't have been. It was small. It's like okay, 1,500 square feet, two bedroom. So maybe they small. rented yeah. that out and right. lived in this house. Right, I'm sure. All right, I'm, sure. I'm pulling it up here. On Let me put it up on the screen. All right. I can't see chat, so if anybody's saying anything, I can't see it right now. But you can see that's their place right here, 202 Reserve Place. This whole thing right here, this whole subdivision is the town of Celebration. It's actually its own town. Like, I think it has its own zip code. So you can see over here. Wait, let's see. I'm going to zoom out a little bit so we can see the Disney parks. Okay, so right there in the center is their subdivision there. Right. See, and then it goes over even. Here's actual the, the town of Celebration right here on this lake. They have their own schools. They have their own churches. I mean, it's, I think they designed it so they really wouldn't even have to leave their community if they didn't have to, want to. Right. Because they have their own, they have their, yeah, they have their own medical. Um, They have their own hospital right there. Wow. So that's pretty much, yeah, that's how it's, how it's set up to be. Crazy. Oh, somebody in chat is saying that the eviction notice followed the missed December rent payment of $4,921. <gasps> $5,000 a month. Okay, yeah. so as I'm zooming 5, out... I'm like, that's going to sound too exorbitant. <laughs> as I'm zooming out, you can see where they are. They're down towards the bottom. I don't know if they're off screen now or what. Can you still see it? Well, I'm looking. I'm, it'll be on a delay from what I'm what you're doing. But anyway, you can see the parks are right there. There's Typhoon Lagoon, the water park. There's Hollywood Studios, Epcot, all that stuff right there. Yeah. Okay, so what did we learn today um, at the press conference? 
I know we watched it earlier. But we I learned... think one of the big things was that they had done the December 29th welfare check because there was a lot of people saying, oh, they never even did a welfare check. You know, nobody was requesting welfare checks and they had. The family was actively looking for quite a bit. See, and I hadn't heard about this. I hadn't heard about them being missing, but when I was watching the news today, they said that a, a lot of internet, internet sleuthers were busy on this case. So I was curious, did you see a lot of coverage with this in the past few weeks? I had not seen anything on it uh, prior. Well, actually, I had heard something. I think it was starting to hit the news cycle a little bit after the January 6th um, around that time um, because I did hear that there was a family who was missing and uh, okay yeah there's the, the Google kit a lot of internet, internet sleuthers <laughs> did we just leave her I don't have my passport <laughs> <laughs> who's that prepper <laughs> prepper yes yeah so there's the um, the wide shot view of that's all the Disneyland properties and the their how their rental was right there. Melissa B said, "Talk about the sign on the door of the practice." Uh, uh, yes, there is. There is an open okay, an, an open case about the False Claims Act, and I I didn't get a chance to read more into that of what it meant, but the sign says, "We will be closed until after the first of the year." Sorry for any inconvenience. So they were saying that um, that there was. Um, a lot of calls to patients um, canceling appointments and saying, we'll be calling you back to reschedule. Um, yeah. And maybe. a lot of the patients were very upset because they were just cut off right in the middle of their treatments. Right. Yeah. I mean, these are people going through physical therapy who, you know, they're, they're going through a treatment plan. And if you're going in every, you know, every week, a couple times a week, because you have an injury that you're trying to recover from, and all of a sudden you're cut off from your your physical therapy. That's this. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, they all had to find new providers. They were they weren't happy about that. We're going down. Right. I'm going to go in in their neighborhood <clears throat> so we can kind of see what this neighborhood looks like. It looks like. Did you watch the show Desperate Housewives back in the day? Um, I caught a couple episodes. I was not really big on that. <laughs> oh, really? See, I loved it. I didn't miss a Sunday. Okay, so that's what it reminds <laughs> me of. That's awesome. It, oh, it totally is. It totally is. Or to me, I, I'm thinking, I think of Stepford Wives. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah, there's the, the Google Kit. Okay, so let's go back so. to the neighborhood. I just want to look around. I've, I've never even driven through here you know that but 202 <laughs> this is their place right here i don't know if you can see it yet but there's a b and there's an a so maybe it's split into two units 202 b it may be like a granny unit in the back or something like that I could be over here. Hmm. 
I don't know. It's like the backside. I think it is. I think it's yeah. a separate unit. Yeah, that does look like the backside. It's probably like a granny unit. So this is actually their place behind it then. Mm-hmm. There's a pool and then there's the house behind it. It's really not as big as I thought. Unless it's well, just deceiving. Unless it's just deceiving. Well, let me look. We can look up what the square footage is of it. Yeah, okay. So if you look at the Google Maps, there's a huge house. And then in the back, where you were just showing, is a little... The pool is in between the main house and that little granny unit you were looking at. Let's All right, so I need to that. go on the other side. Let's pull up the details of this home. Oh, they even have, look at the little light posts. Or, it's all so perfect looking, isn't it? See, you can't, oh, yes. you can't go down this road. That's the problem. It does Google Earth doesn't. It's a private road. Oh wait, no, there it went. There's oh, two oh four. Now the other question is too, this is a huge, beautiful home, but were they renting the main house or were they living in the granny units? Um, and this house was just sold on April twenty fourth last year. This is it right here. Um, that's it, 202. That's the front of that house. Oh, yeah. They have Honeywell security. But yeah, this image, I don't know when it's from. I don't know how to find that out. It just says 2020 Google, but right. crazy. And let's see. So he's cooperating with police. He confessed to killing his family. Right. He did confess. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think? You think there's going to be a trial or you think he'll just plead guilty and it'll be done? Well, he's already confessed. I mean, I it's kind of too late know. to think it's, there would be. It's going to depend on his attorney, you know? I mean, the confession, you would think there's not going to be a trial. It's just going to be a guilty plea, but who knows? You never, you know, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you know, we were talking to, you were talking to Scott Reich last week or so, and, you know, he was saying that, you know, if they got certain things that they can't nail down, that he'll encourage his clients to go to trial. Mm -hmm. Um. So all these, these lots are small. Mm -hmm. It's only 7,400 square feet. Very small. And it's crazy because if he had these bodies in this house, those neighbors are super close. Right. And look how close the sidewalk is. I mean, they don't even really have a front yard. So if someone no, were yeah, to walk was... past, I'm sure people walk their dogs and ride their bikes. Right. It's, it's crazy. It, it's a five-bedroom, four-bath, 3,263 square feet. Now, that's probably cumulative between the, the main house and the guest house. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's reading the description because it was just sold. It says fully renovated. Um, it's they're, they're calling it an oversized lot. First level has formal living room, dining room, office, or bedroom. A family room with vaulted ceilings, wood-burning fireplace, gourmet kitchen, breakfast room, half bath. The entire downstairs has been completely remodeled. Mosaic tiles, black backsplashes, stainless steel appliances, all the bells and whistles. Um, the second level has the master suite with updated bathroom, garden, soaking jacuzzi tub, seamless glass, shower stall. Uh, two additional beds share an updated bath. I'm trying to see if there's. I know, just can't believe the two separate <laughs> this homes. is five grand. <laughs> yeah. Um, pool care and lawn care included in the rent. Oh, so it's listed as being a rental. New roof. Um, Twenty-four-seven maintenance provided by the maintenance company, management company. Hmm. Someone just said maybe that's why the neighbor called. Right. Of the smell. I don't know, but um, I don't know. No, the neighbors only talked to them, I think, after because they were saying, oh, yeah, well, the last time I saw them was because I'm sure, you know, police were questioning all the neighbors of what they saw or heard. But yeah. That's hmm. crazy. Um, I, I almost wonder if that 4,900 rent was two months' rent. Because it says here, um, there was an estimate. Melissa said the murders happened upstairs because they showed them taking pics upstairs. Oh. So in the bedrooms, it's all it said was upstairs was the bedrooms. Okay, let's, people want to talk about his dad. Let's, let's talk about the dad. Yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have, let's wrap up with him. He confessed. Okay. Um, they didn't really give us a whole lot of details. Um, I don't think there's a lot they're going to give us right now. Um, right. But yeah, we didn't get a whole lot, just that he confessed. And am I missing anything else out of the the press conference? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, the, the main news was that they had done the welfare checks and you know, everything else we're hearing is outside of the press conferences, you know, that he was in Connecticut on January 4th. And, you know, what was he doing there? There's just so many unanswered questions. That is, that is odd. Someone talked about, um, they are testing ballistics. I did not catch that in the press conference. Did you? I didn't catch anything about ballistics myself. Well, Melissa's also saying that the sign on their practice in Connecticut, I think they had three separate practices, I want to say. Um, but there was another sign besides the one I said that they hadn't paid rent for December or January and they were um, needed to pay $6,300. Oh, God. And that was for their practice in Connecticut. So he was just running from problems, it sounds like. Big time, big time. But, you know, why go to these lengths? Why 
you know, why kill his wife and children? You know, this is the kind of thing, you know, and it's awful to think of, but this is the kind of thing of, you know, somebody will harm themselves before they will their wife and children if they feel like, you know, they're not able to meet these challenges. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. was, and the dog, like, you know, why, you know, why? What was the, what, what was the, Maybe he was just in a fit of rage and the dog wouldn't be quiet. I don't know. It's, it's just all so mind-boggling. It really is. Um, I just... But we have the dad. So I have a picture of the dad I'm going to yes. pull up. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. And the female in the picture, I don't know who she is, but she's blurred out, so... Right. And I... I think that could be his current wife because this picture looks more recent than, you know, what would have been when he was married to his ex-wife, which we'll hear about in a minute. So his father's name is Robert and Robert actually served time in a murder plot. Yep. So let's see here. All right. This was back in 1980. Yes, 1980. Okay, so Tony was four years old. Um, he told a detective he heard his mother scream and saw a man wrestling with her on a bed. The night Loretta Tote was shot in the face. She survived but lost an eye. Her husband, Robert Tote, a special education teacher and wrestling coach at a Pennsylvania high school, would later be convicted of hiring a former learning disabled student to pull the trigger. Oh my God. I didn't know the details to that. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had read about this for the last couple of days, a few different clips and it's yeah. Wow. And, And what I can't even wrap my head around is how he didn't get like 20 to life or something for, for this. Well, and let's see. Let's read. Let's, I don't know. Let's hear more about that. Why, so, why um, do we have a recent picture of him walking free? <laughs> his dad is still alive. He's free, yeah. active on Facebook, remarried, and he has links on social media to some of the Tot family, but not to Tony. They weren't connected on social media. Um, so hmm. yeah, fast forward. I wonder forward, if they were before. I don't know. Fast forward forty years, and here you have the son. Yep. <laughs> History repeats itself. It's yeah. You know, I mean, he was four years old. He had to have been aware to some degree what happened. I mean, his poor mother and... lost an eye. Is yeah. she still alive? Yeah. I don't know if she's. She. I mean, she survived the attempted murder, but. Um, that's a good question. Hold on, I can tell you in a second. So not only did this happen, but Robert, which is the father, was having an affair. He was also having an affair. And, um, well, I think, yeah, I don't remember if he was having the affair at the time. Yes, I think at the time he did the attempted murder. But then, but see, the thing is, she defended him in his trial and said he never would have done that. Mm. And it was only years later 
that I guess she came around and then, you know, said that, okay, he could have done this and well, she this, could see it. And this kid who actually was the one who shot her, um, his name's John Chermont. Um, he was convicted right. in for a failed murder for hire plot. Um, in right. 1980, and then in 2014, this kid was back in court accused of setting an arson fire to commit insurance fraud. But he was 20 when yeah. he pleaded guilty to shooting her in the eye as part of the plot orchestrated by her husband. And I believe he was an addict, and it was he was paid $800 for this, or was supposed to be paid. Yeah, he only got, he cut a deal murder. to testify against Robert, so he only got four years. Whereas Robert ended up with a conviction in prison term of 10 to 20 on attempted murder, criminal solicitation, and conspiracy. And he served. And then a 1983 Pennsylvania <laughs> Supreme Court decision gives further details of the case. Robert Tote was arrested on... July 25th, 1980, and charged with offenses involving the shooting of his wife, Loretta. The case came to trial before the Honorable Edmund Ludwig and a jury. After a lengthy trial, Robert was found guilty of attempted homicide, criminal conspiracy, and criminal solicitation. They had two children. The other one, besides Anthony, is Christine. Yes. Christine, um... Her last name starts with a C. Caplet, I believe, is her last name. Hello? Yeah, sorry. I was just reading about oh. this <laughs> this case. Yeah, he offered him $800. Um, and he told him it was a babysitter. He didn't say it was his wife. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yep. So three days so before the shooting, he took... Three days before the shooting, Todd went to Chairmont's home, which is the shooter, woke him up, and then brought him to Tote's home. Tote and Chairmont then drove to Frankfurt Hospital, where Loretta worked. As explained by Chairmont, the plan was for him to surprise Loretta as she entered her car after work, take her to a back road, and shoot her. But the kid was too afraid to carry that out. So a new scheme was developed, and Robert gave Chairmont a key to his house. On March 19, 1980, Chairmont entered the house through the garage, shot Loretta, and rifled several drawers to make it look like a burglary had taken place. And no. that bullet is stuck in the back of her brain. They couldn't remove yeah. it. And I believe she is still alive if if I'm looking at the right person, I believe her first name is Gail. I mean, I wonder if she's Wait, okay no. after that. Like, as far as mentally, right? With right, I mean, you being would, shot in the head. Uh, yeah, that's that's life altering. Um, yeah. What is? Does it say there? What was the wife's first name? Um, um, I don't know if it's sad. Loretta. Loretta. Okay. Yeah, let's say there was a Loretta in there. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay, so then uh, let's see. Um, he insisted he was innocent. 
Uh, he filed a $30 million lawsuit against authorities, claimed that he was at night school when the shooting occurred. Oh, gosh. Um, then this Chairmont kid started giving conflicting stories. He told three or four different kinds of stories. Um, he told them the murder weapon was in a creek. They searched. It wasn't there. And then, yes. so by 81, Loretta filed for divorce and moved Anthony to another bedroom in hopes of stopping the nightmares. So this guy's probably been disturbed since 1980. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, right there. And it's... I mean, the kid was having nightmares. Right. So what did he see and hear right. that day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's put in the back of his mind. It's not even a conscious thought, I don't think. You know, the psychological impact of knowing that. I can't hear you, Christy. Okay, um, we'll wait for her to come back. But according to the Philadelphia Daily News, by 1984, Loretta Tote was Loretta Schmidt and remarried. That murder is an option. Christy, you totally you cut know? out. We couldn't hear any of that. Oh, really? Yeah, we couldn't hear you at all. Okay, so can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like somewhere deep-seated in that four-year-old brain is, you know, this idea that when life gets overwhelming, you don't know how to get out of the trouble and the situation you're in, that murder becomes an option. Like, it's not a conscious thought beforehand, but it's like that that was the life experience he had witnessed. Yeah, no, that's a lot. That's a lot. He was only four. He was just right. a baby. Um, so she remarried, Loretta remarried, and her name changed in 84 to Loretta Schmidt. Um, the article in 1984 published by the Philadelphia Daily News said that she once passionately defended her husband, even after he was accused in the plot. It also yeah. stated that the state Supreme Court ruled the initial sentence was excessive, so Tote was resentenced to 5 to 10. So this boy was probably 5. So his dad was mm -hmm. in prison until he was, what, 10 at least? Yeah. So the, uh, the story also described how Loretta regularly took their two children to visit Robert in prison. A December 1980 story in the Philadelphia Inquirer reported that even when Tote was convicted, Loretta and the two children continued to live with him. Yeah, that, that I just, I see that boggles my mind too. Like, you know, she was in denial that he had actually done this to a certain extent for a period of time. And she was defending him that there's no way he would have done that. Yeah, so this is the father we're talking about here. Right. 
the father of right. Tony, Anthony. Right. Yeah, I'm just looking at all these documents. Hmm. So it looks like the... Why is it made out to her, the summons? Would that mean that would be just, it's just in her name, the lease, or? It could be, potentially, or maybe, you know, maybe, yeah, I mean, it could be, just that she's the one who filled out the paperwork and arranged it. Because, like I said, something I saw indicated that, you know, she handled a lot of the paperwork business end of things for them. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So I could see her being the one to, you know, work out signing that lease and I'm just wondering too I I was reading somewhere where and I can't find it now where they asked him if his wife was aware of all of these loans that he took out she I would you know she had to be if if it's accurate that she was the one handling a lot of the financial end of things for their practices she had to be, I would imagine. I'm trying to find where I read so, that because I think he said she did not. She wasn't aware of all these oh, personal loans. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I Let's think that's see. what he told the the police. Well, I wonder, did he have oh, an he tried address that he was using that she didn't know about? You know, that where, you know, the... Where were the bills being sent and stuff? Yeah, who knows if they had tons of properties. Um, this is this is one thing we forgot to talk about, though, was the fact that he said he wanted to harm himself and that he may have taken Benadryl. So this dude just annihilated his family and he took Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Tony yeah, wanted to die. He took... Well, it says he took some Benadryl pills after the slaying, but not enough to do any real harm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I think you'd uh, have to take a lot of Benadryl. Benadryl's, though. you'd have to take more, I think, than you could physically drink. Or if you're going to take right? pills, you have to take, that's... <laughs> I don't think Tony really wanted to die. That's what I think. No, no, I, I don't think he had it in him to, to, to kill himself. And, and you know, it's, it's, something my husband just mentioned to me because he's been listening he said he said you know his motive could have been well she's keeping us hanging on that her connection is not good um i have another picture of the house i want to show you guys it's actually with the crime scene tape that christy we didn't hear any of that you totally cut out girl why is that happening? Gosh, I am so sorry. My husband wanted to get me a, a mic the other day. I should let him. <laughs> um, can you hear? Is that good? Yeah, I was just showing them the house okay. with the crime scene tape, and yeah, no, my husband was telling me a second ago because he's been listening. You know, as far as the motive and the financial situation is, it could have been just that he couldn't imagine his family living in you know, without the lifestyle that he had set for them at this point. And so he, he, he took them out because he didn't want them to live without in, in a lower lifestyle, but he couldn't do it for himself. 
Well, he probably, you know, he he didn't know how to tell her. It's, it's right. all done. It's all done. I just, right. I don't know. Exactly. Same thing. Lots of, lots of uh, debt this guy was in. Well, this, this one article that um, I'm looking at from the Hartford, Connecticut current, it says that um, the affidavit showed that in his private life, he was encircled by federal criminal investigations of Medicaid fraud, exorbitant spending, unpaid bills, and eviction notices. He operated a physical therapy practice listed in business records as Performance Edge Sports, LLC, also known as Family Physical Therapy, out of an office in Colchester, Connecticut. He had another office in Westchester, in the Westchester section of town. It says, around Thanksgiving, the Park Avenue office suddenly closed and flustered patients in the middle of treatment had to turn to other therapists. And then this is where it says records show the physical therapy license expired September 30th, 2019, and Tote failed to renew it. Um, it says the Inspector General's office was invest investigating his business practices, as was the FBI. Yeah, so he was, he was under there some was, serious heat. Yeah, there was ongoing up in Connecticut, which is why I'm surprised yeah. he flew up there. But it's probably something to do with, you know, some kind of dealings he had there and the it's yeah it says all the way since april that the inspector general and fbi had been investigating him but he's nonchalantly so, just eating in his favorite restaurant it doesn't make any sense uh, yeah you know I, I think there's a love when people get in this deep with situations they have to to survive they get into a level of delusion of well, yeah, they believe they believe their own story. Yeah, yeah. Um, he used fraudulently obtained money to make payments on more than twenty short-term high-interest loans that he took out from a slew of lenders. Twenty loans. Oh my gosh. Yes, there was a lot, and these were all high-interest loans. Right. He could just barely pay the minimum. He was he was robbing Medicare or Medicaid mm -hmm. to pay Medicaid, the yeah. minimums on these. He was drowning. He was he completely was. drowning in debt. It says he kept having to <laughs> bill for services that were not being rendered to keep pace with the personal loans he was taking out. And when asked if he was living above his means, he replied, that's the best way to put it. And when the agents asked if his wife, Megan, knew about the fraudulent billing practices, Tote responded, no, only me. Oh, it was so the billing. A okay. Ago, yeah, it was the billing. Not fraudulent the... billing. So he yeah. was doing that on his own. So she wasn't in control right. of everything. Right. Well, Maybe she was doing the billing, but he was fabricating the visits. You know what I mean? Like he was saying he was having these visits and you know, she could have been helping. That's true. You know what I mean? She didn't know that she was billing for visits that weren't, that were fraudulent. Correct. I he was it. just saying, you know, here, here's all my visits. Send the bills. Right. She wasn't uh, questioning says, it. <clears throat> 
it says that he asked them, the agents, how long the investigative process would last, and he told them he just wanted to plead guilty. Five parents of children who are receiving pediatric physical therapy from TOT cooperated with Health and Human Services. The parents variously were covered by Medicaid, private insurance, or both. Collectively, they said TOT billed their coverage Oh, we lost her again. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it. I hope this helped you guys understand this case that's unfolding. We'll find out more. We'll keep you posted. We'll go through it um, step by step. So thanks for being here. If you're not a part of the J is for Justice podcast group on Facebook, head on over to Facebook. Uh, the link has been put up in chat a few times tonight, I believe can find it there you can find it in the description of the video and lastly before i leave if you could please give me a thumbs up if you like my videos if you do not like my videos give me a thumbs down let me know either way i love you guys thanks for being here thanks for your support and i'll talk to you tomorrow